welcome back to Noah's Window. Uh, if you've been with us this week, you know that we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to go into the book of John, chapter 16. And if you haven't already, you might want to grab your Bible and read through that entire chapter. But this is Jesus is talking to his disciples. And we're going to jump in in verse 7, when Jesus said to his disciples, But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So this must have been a very puzzling question to the disciples or statement to the disciples um, that it's better for them if he leaves. How could that be? Well, I'm sure the disciples had a very hard time with this one because they could not imagine any possible way that it would be better for them for Jesus to go away. But notice that his because there, his answer was the coming of the Holy Spirit. So the question that we have to ask is, why is the presence of the Holy Spirit advantageous to us over the very presence of Christ himself? Well, we know that God is three persons. God is Father, God is Son, God is Holy Spirit. But Jesus is different from the other members of the Godhead in that he has a physical body. Mm. He is God who came into our world, God who became human, God and human at the same time. But the challenge of being in a body is being locked in one physical place. Right. Because that's the, that's the thing with us. I mean, we are spirits. We're not bodies. We're not bodies that have spirits. We're spirits that have bodies. But our bodies lock us into one geographic place. God, on the other hand, is different from human beings in that he is omnipotent, which means all-powerful. He is omniscient, which means he knows everything. But he is omnipresent. God is present everywhere. So what Jesus was saying to the disciples, I'm in a body, and so consequently, you have to be where I am physically in order to enjoy my, my presence. For the three and a half years that Jesus was with his disciples, it was not a problem because they were all geographically together. Jesus understood the future, the church. He knew that Thomas was going to India. You know, he, he knew other disciples were going other place. Some were going to Europe, some were going to Asia. At that point, Jesus wasn't going to be able to be physically with every one of them because they were going to scatter throughout the earth. But Jesus was saying, the Holy Spirit can go with you everywhere. To me, that's so beautiful for us today. I think I quote Lincoln a lot when I'm talking about this because when President Lincoln was leaving Springfield to go be president, to go to the White House, and, and he would never return to his hometown until he came back in a casket. But he said to the people of Springfield, um, I leave you to the one who can both stay with you and go with me. Mm -hmm. I've always loved that because that is who the Holy Spirit is. I know back in the Christmas series, I shared something that I really felt like the Holy Spirit had given me as a beautiful way to look at who the Holy Spirit is and the advantage that we have in our times. And that is everything that Jesus was in the world, the Holy Spirit is now to us. And I think in that message I even talked about what we would do if we had heard that Jesus Christ was on the earth today. You know, We'd I do said, anything we could I would to get sell there. my car and mortgage my house just to have 10 minutes with Jesus. You know, we, we hear a lot about the Asbury revival that uh, has taken place. And I know people travel from all over the world just to be in that one place. But imagine being able to travel to where Jesus was, you know, just to have 10 minutes. I mean, we'd stand in line for five days just to have 10 minutes with Jesus. And yet, you know, the Holy Spirit is present with us. I think I asked the question, you know, suppose, or I think I proposed a scenario. Suppose that you got a text from Jesus saying, I'd like to uh, 
drive to work with you tomorrow. Well, that would be mm-hmm. huge. But imagine Jesus said, I'd like to move into your house and have meals with you and, and drive wherever you go, go with you in the car wherever you go, sit by your bed at night. If you mm-hmm. have a problem, you can mm-hmm. talk to me about it. Well, you know, that would just be too wonderful for words. And yet that is who the Holy Spirit yes. is. Everything Jesus was in the world, the Holy Spirit is now. So yes. when you hear that, Mary Alice, what does that say to you? Oh, it's just such a comfort. And I think that's one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Yeah. The comfort of knowing that he's present. Um, you know, as we travel and go different places and uh, always feel that sense of separation from the ones I love when I'm in a different place um, and, and to be in the presence of the ones you love. But to think about the Holy Spirit himself being present with us all the time. There's no door we can go through. There's no travel we can accomplish that's going to take us out of his presence. Yeah. And that's such a comfort. Well, you know, all, all throughout this age, like we talked about yesterday, we have the Holy Spirit with us until the rapture comes. And, and I shared even a little brief quote from, you know how fond I am of Harry Ironside yes. and, and, and his commentary and his sermons. But I loved what Harry Ironside said when he said the Holy Spirit will go up, to the, go up with the church. Well, if you think about that, it'll be the Holy Spirit will take us up to the very presence of Jesus. Mm. Isn't that a wonderful mm. thought? Yes, it is. You know, He's going to escort us. <laughs> right, because you know, going to this text, Jesus said, it's better for you that I go away because the Holy Spirit can't come. But the last thing that the Holy Spirit does uh, before the tribulation will be to bring us up into that physical presence of Christ. And besides the comfort of just His presence, if you, if you stop and think about each day, those of us who want to serve the Lord and we want to serve Him well and we want to uh, share the gospel with the people that we love. It's the Holy Spirit that works through us. I think we don't even begin to touch the hem of the garment of knowing how active the Holy Spirit mm. is in our world. But I would just say this to all of us who are New Springers. Um, we love watching baptism testimonies. Mm-hmm. And they're just mm-hmm. extraordinary stories of how people come to faith in Jesus Christ, traveling all kinds of journeys. When you get right down to it, it was the Holy Spirit who came and met them where they were and brought them to Christ. And their stories that they're telling us every week, and we often have people baptized in all of our weekend services. Um, the stories they're telling us, they're telling us about what the Holy Spirit did in their lives, the Spirit of God among us. And that doesn't even begin to get to things like Him helping us pray, which Romans yeah, which 8 says. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to get into the, the connection with the Holy Spirit in prayer. My prayer every morning is I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to draw people to Himself yeah. because it is the Holy Spirit that draws people into the presence of God and um, and the Holy Spirit that can work those machinations that God yeah. has. And so uh, we need the work of the Holy Spirit and we need to pray for the work of the Holy Spirit every single day. Well, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, we don't even know how to pray. Yes. You know, the Bible says the Spirit helps us, uh, makes intercession for us with mm-hmm. And this is interesting. In the King James, it says groanings which cannot be uttered. But the Greek actually says unspeakable words and unhearable sounds. Mm. Uh, So in other words, in a supernatural, spiritual kind of way, he takes our prayers and then (laughs) builds them for them to be appropriate going to the throne of God. And and there's so many reasons for that. I mean, we don't know the future. Mm. So I think a lot of times the Holy Spirit says, Mark, this this is what Mark thinks he needs, but he doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'm going to take the prayer he's prayed and I'm going to make it right. So for all of us, we don't need to worry about getting the words just right. Words can't be right anyway. We just do the best we can. The Holy Spirit does the rest.
That's well, good. I hope that that'll encourage you today. And here we learned a lot about the Holy Spirit already. Well, you've got another question for me tomorrow. Yes, we've got more to come. <laughs> we'll pray for us, Mary Alice. Yes, let's pray. Oh, Father, we are so thankful. We're thankful for what Jesus did for us, and we're thankful that you sent us the Holy Spirit. And we're so thankful for all the work that he's doing uh, in our homes and at New Spring and, and around the world and all the stories that we're hearing. And we're just so encouraged to watch and see you work. And we just pray that even, even now, Father, for everyone that's watching or listening today, I pray the Holy Spirit will be active in their lives and that they will uh, see you at work and that they will enjoy your presence as they walk through this day. I pray, Father, that you would continue to uh, draw us through the Holy Spirit into your uh, presence to make us close to you, to give us wisdom and discernment as you promised that the Holy Spirit would do. We need you, Father. We need the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And I just pray that special blessing on each and every one. We'll be careful to give you the honor and the praise. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today on Noah's Wind Up, Mary Alice. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. To answer another question from the Bible about the Holy Spirit. One more day on the Holy Spirit. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. See you then. God bless. Mm -hmm.